election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. We have the right to peacefully assemble. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Oltman. We have a really great group of guests today. And, uh, you know, I've gotten emails and texts and people sending me stuff saying, okay, Joe, tell me, tell me what the deal is between you and Patrick and Joe and General Flynn and Tap. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And they go, well, you know, you, you were upset. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface this by saying a couple things. When, when you're all running down the same direction and you are trying to get things accomplished and, frankly, you, you don't have time for, for BS, you're going to run afoul. It's, 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 it, it just plays itself out in, in the public eye sometimes. And that probably isn't healthy for anyone. With that said... Um, there's been a lot of work that TAP's been doing. There's been a lot of work that Joe Flynn's been doing, that General Flynn's been doing, that Patrick Byrne's been doing, that others have been doing in pointing the muskets downstream. And so there's some initiatives that they're working on specifically that align us as a nation. Um, I do want to also tell you that, you know, they got sued as well. So TAP and Patrick Byrne got sued for the movie that they created um, with uh, Steve um, Lasusku. And Steve got sued as well. And the, the idea of all of this is that it's for defamation because you're not allowed to speak against this guy, Eric Coomer. Uh, I'm just going to say it before they get on. Eric Coomer is trash. He is a traitor to this nation. And I am not afraid to talk about his part and what he did in the election in 2020 um, because I think he tells the story. And a lot of the things that we're finding in these election machines are directly tied to that. So I wanted to say all that before I brought them on, because what they decide to talk about in that case, they are welcome to do. Uh, but in this case, I want to bring in and talk about um, how they're doing, how TAP's doing, and, and what the future looks like. So with that, let's bring on Joe Flynn. How you doing, Joe? Great to see you. You guys Great are looking you. good. I was talking to you guys earlier about how proud I am of the work that you've done to create the conservative daily. I mean, just an amazing, amazing job. You guys are really killing it. And I think in a good way, in the sense that you're getting the word out to people, you're getting a lot of uh, diverse guests on, uh, and you and Apollo and the team just really work hard. And thank you very much for all you're doing. Well, I think it's all about truth, right? I mean, it, I will tell you, I'm not, I, I watch other people that do podcasts and do broadcasts and are on the news, and they have that newscast. Everyone wants to be like Tucker Carlson. 
Right. And they want to have the same voice inflection. It's as if they practice it. I personally am just like, hey, listen, I'm Joe's going to be Joe. Now we got a couple yeah. of Joes on the show, but um, I think it is about truth. I think it's about standing up. I think it's about encouraging and pushing people to stand in the gap. And as we stand in the gap together, and we come up with the ethos that what they do to one of us, they do to all of us. We we accomplish much more together than we ever would apart. No doubt about that. And you know, I remember meeting you very early on. We we all met in the, at the Trump Hotel in and around uh, all the activity that was taking place in January and December, uh, or December of 2020 and January of 2021. And yeah. I, I appreciated your level of intensity. And, uh, you know, and it's, it's, it's interesting how we never knew each other, none of us in this movement, or all, all of us have been very involved in sticking our necks out like we have. We never knew each other before. Um, and it's almost like I feel like I've known you my whole life now. <laughs> and a lot of these people that, you know, we've come across, some of whom, you know, I mean, it's like anything in a family, uh, there are there are differences and, you know, people don't like the way, you know, brothers and sisters, and I come from a huge family, I've got nine brothers and sisters. So you can imagine it's almost like a tribe and, you know, there's tribal uh, infighting and you know what? I think we're beyond it at this point. I, I, I think everybody's kind of found their niche and everybody's, um, working hard and sticking their necks out. I think it's important to know that all of us that are that are daily out there talking about election fraud or talking about fighting against medical tyranny, the disaster at the border, you know, we, we take great risk and and um, and they're watching us and they're they're coming after us. And um, you know what, that's part of uh, that's part of what we have to put up with. So, you know, that's okay. That's okay. That must mean we're, we're doing something right if they're if they're nervous uh, when they hear our voices or uh, want to see us or, or want to talk to us. Well, I mean, I think that that's you know we've seen a lot happen, right, Joe? We we had the the uh, kind of separation that happened with with Lynn Wood. We've seen the separation that happened with David Clements. I do tell you that I've I've talked to David Clements. I've I've encouraged him to have conversations with you, Professor David Clements, to have conversations with you, and to set those things aside because you get into this fury, you get into this chaos yeah. that gets created, and you get dragged one direction or another. Now, frankly, I never got dragged anybody's direction. I just stood in the middle and I'm like, listen, I'm going to stand here with my muskets facing this way. You guys keep your muskets facing that way. As long as they don't turn towards me, we're good. The second it turns towards me, <laughs> we got a problem. So, but I think that there's there's room there there's enough ceiling that we can forgive each other and let some of that stuff go, and get back to the business of saving our country. And I think that's I think it's imperative that we get to that place. Yeah, I don't really even think about it much anymore. It, it pissed me off when it first uh, happened because he kind of went after my family, and you know we're we're kind of a proud group of people. I didn't like it. Uh, Lynn is a whole different story. I think yeah, we won't Lynn, talk about him. We're good. Yeah, Lynn has kind of rendered himself irrelevant and I don't even know what he's up to. It's too bad because the guy had a long storied career as a, as a, as a lawyer, but you know, I appreciate, and I, and I have been watching uh, what David's been doing in New Mexico. And I think that's great. I think he, uh, he's accomplished some good things down there and he's fighting the good fight. And I, I wish him, I wish him well, he's got a young family and uh, you know, it's uh, it's not easy. He lost his job. I, I wish him well. I have no ill will. And I don't want to have ill will because having ill will towards anybody doesn't really accomplish what we need to accomplish, which is to get this country back on track. Yeah. So, uh, and and I had a, I had a long conversation with all, all of these people, 
across the board. And it's, it, I will tell you that they, they've all taken shots at me. Everyone's taking shots at me. Uh, uh, but I'm like Joe. I've been hit more times than Joe Lewis. <laughs> and, I could, and I could care less. Truly, I yeah. could care less. Right. But I, it's not, it, it's, yeah, go ahead. Keep going. No, but I just think that we're, we're uh, oh, we got we, Patrick's on. Sorry. He just said yeah, look up the thing. So let's, let's go ahead and bring Patrick on. We could talk about this all day long. And it probably yeah, isn't the I, most interesting part about what we're doing, but it does leave, I think it leaves uh, a little bit of, of explaining for people that are listening. There's lots of people listening, and they're asking questions. They go, well, are you guys all good? And the answer is yes, we are all good. Yes. And we're all facing the same direction. And if I got a phone call from Patrick or David or Joe or General Flynn or any person, I would just say I can be there in however many hours it takes me to fly there. So we 100% are good. But let's go ahead and bring Patrick Byrne on. Patrick, welcome to the show. Thank you, Joe. I think we all, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Got you. Hey, Joseph. Hello, Joseph Flynn. Joseph Flynn, it's been a long time. Joe and I see each other every day, Joe Flynn and I. Joe Holman, good to see you again. And I've good been listening to, see you. to the last five minutes of you guys. And of course, I echo all your thoughts. I, I haven't, I've paid about, I think, 1% of the attention that maybe people assume I've paid. I couldn't in the Vegas even describe what these fights were about. And their water over the dam, under the bridge, <laughs> behind the ear, whatever, to me. We're all on, we're all a bunch of, we're a swarm fighting a swarm. Yeah. So, you know, we're not, there's not, there's a, this is the war, Ho Chi Minh called the war of the elephants against the, I'm sorry, the ants against the elephant, what it really is. And there's not got to be, there's not a king, ele- there's not a king ant that doesn't have to right. be an ant in charge. That's the whole point of the ants. We all know what's right. We all just need to keep doing what's right. Exactly. I, think, I think it's vitally important that we do that. Yeah, go ahead, Joe. Patrick, I was commenting to Joe about what an incredible job that they've done with the conservative daily. I mean, unbelievable in a relatively short period of time. This podcast is, you know, up around, I don't know, Joe, millions of views. I think that's great. I, I really think it's great. Good for you, I, I Joe appreciate, appreciate your dedication to that, Joe. And, and I, by the way, I tell everyone all the time, I, I would rather be doing technology. <laughs> and I'm really good at tech, and I'm actually building stuff while I'm doing this. But, um, you know, we, we, uh, we got a really good team, one of the best teams out there, and we, uh, we do as much as we well, can. The three of us are all businessmen. You know, I've got side businesses going. Patrick's got investments. You know, we all, we all juggle a lot of different things. But from the standpoint of our daily lives, uh, I know you – certainly Patrick and I are dedicating it to getting this country back on track and you know fighting back against tyranny which includes an unbelievably broken election system includes a you know medical tyranny you know thinking of our, our dear friend Simone gold yeah. probably who spent her first night in prison last night and of course you know really thinking about young parents and young families out there and what they have to deal with in their in their local schools. So, you know, that's that's kind of what we're dedicating our lives to right now. And and, uh, you know, that's that's what it is. You know, we're 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 blessed to be able to do it. Right, Pat? You know, it actually is. It's what Joe Flynn and I speak about this often to each other. It's not we're not doing what other of us plan to do or wanted to do. But in terms of sort of fulfilling work, I can't say I've ever done anything quite like I've done because I do think that the country and then the world, and hence the world, depends on successfully exposing and unraveling 
election integrity because ultimately the core, our core principle, our atomic principle is consent of the governed as measured by elections that are free, fair, and transparent. That's the core principle. If that's gone, the whole experiment's over. The 2,500 year experiment's over, you know? So that's the core principle that has to be fought for. And this isn't 83%, I've just been going through the numbers today. Rasmussen now says 83% of Americans name election integrity as an area of concern or high concern. So it's Americans get it. Joe, I'm such a fan of yours and what you do with Conservative Daily because you have the technical chops to really translate to people the people who want, there are millions of people out there who really want to understand what's going on. And they need someone like you with the technical chops who can operate at that level and yet converse with them and teach them. And that's my understanding of what you do at Conservative Daily. That's your rep anyway. Do I have that basically right? Yeah, I mean, we, we talk a lot. I bring guests on and I try to br break it down to a place where people can understand it. And although I understand system architecture, we, we understand that there are some major dangers. But uh, the apparatus of the election, I think, by itself is dangerous. So mail-in ballots are, is a huge danger. It's a huge risk to our country because there is no chain of custody. There is no transparency. And then as we talk about the machines, we've already proven all of the election fraud related to the machines. We There's nothing left to prove. We don't They've just suppressed it and said, hey, debunked, debunked, specialist said this, uh, somebody at Dominion said that it was user error. They don't explain their work because they know that if they explain their work, it will find itself in a place where we'll know they're lying. Well, we know they're lying, but yeah. I think the people it's are starting to figure out It's getting kind of silly. Have, have you ever dealt with somebody, with a, some guy with a toupee and it's slipping and he doesn't know <laughs> it's slipping and you do and it's kind of like, you feel embarrassed for him, and eventually you start trying to nudge him and let him know or something. That's and he, what it and is. He's telling you it's real hair. Like, That's my real hair. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's not. It's not. I'm a not talking about you. This isn't a subtle job. I'm not. That's what it is dealing with journalists now. I now have a filter for journalists. I now have a filter for journalists. I say before I deal with you anymore, it's gotten boring dealing with people who say basis, basis, basis. Just tell me this. Here's the uh, DHS report from June third which I somewhat immodestly call, you know, that report, Mr. Oh, yeah. Altman? Oh, yes. It really boils down Alex Hadel, Haldeman's 105-page report. Haldeman. I call that the Patrick Byrne was right again, again report. But really, it was a bunch of us. It's, but it, that represents my state of knowledge of about October 22nd, 2020. Is, is what's now in that June 3rd report. And so it's just kind of funny. They've, they've enabled, I think that I've banned, I don't know how many reasons I've banned from public discourse, but one of them is is disinformation over election integrity. And yeah. yet the DHS is now out there just saying exactly what we said. All I do is I show that to journalists and I say, okay, based on this, based on the DHS now saying that, and based on the Mesa County number three report, which I'm sure you know as well, Mr. Altman. Absolutely. That's a, to me, that's a, based on those two reports, just admit, you don't have to even admit that you're convinced, just admit that it isn't baseless anymore. Or if it is baseless, write me 25, 50 words that explain why it is baseless. No reporter will do that. Let me tell you, this gal from the New York Times, Alexander something, Emma, my old friend, Emma from the Washington Post, Sarah Wire of the LA Times, these people, these women have used the word baseless dozens of times in their articles. These publications 
I use the word faceless dozens and dozens and dozens of times. I now say, based on these two things, is it faceless? If so, or you know, I agree that it isn't faceless. Or if it's faceless, just give it, just give me 25 words why you still think it's faceless. No one will touch it. There's some guy from the Guardian who at least approached it. I'm going to publish his response and let people, you know, it's just dancing guy, meaningless stuff. But it's at least he attempted a response. You know what's the funniest, Joe? As a, and I have to ask you as a question, as a tech guy, isn't the funniest thing when people look at that? I mean, I talk to reporters, but they, the reporters look at that. I'm checking. I'm just checking the the, the reporters look at that, sees a report, and they say, "Well, just because they've identified these, uh, to me, you and I, I'm sure, see these as security." It's charitable call these security uh, vulnerabilities, is it not? These are security failures, right? Well, and I, I think they're designed. They're 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 not designed flaws. They're designed to do exactly what they did. Because yeah. if you if you call them a vulnerability, then that means that it's a mistake, and you can't help but look at how the architecture was put together in order to create those failures. So get this: Have you had to deal with a reporter? And I'll I'll shut up in a moment, Mr. Flynn. But I no, just, it's uh, fine. This is a, keep going. This is hilarious to me. I have to deal with reporters sometimes. I swear I should get hardship duty. Like they do guards in Albania at the embassy or something. I have to deal with reporters sometimes, like some knucklehead. I won't say his name. That are saying, okay, well, just because they they have found that these vulnerabilities exist, that isn't proof that anyone has exploited them. They may be so arcane, no one has found them. What would you as a computer guy? What, right. what, what, I literally had that argument with reporters. What do you say to that, Mr. Altman? I, I would tell you that if there, that the answer to that question is no. These are long-term vulnerabilities, and to tell me that they're not exploited when we're seeing the anomalies we saw today and we saw on, on 3rd of November 2020 would lead me to believe that they were exploited and or they were purposely exploited. And by the way, when they came out and said there's nothing to see here, as a system engineer, as someone that understands how systems are built, they knew that those things were happening because you designed the system. You can see when those faults occur. So I would just say, is it Hugo? Is Hugo the one you're talking to about, the Guardian? <laughs> no. I, I, Hugo. Oh, no, Hugo is one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's one of them. I've been trying to red pill him for months. It's hilarious. It's <laughs> undoable. They can't do it. They can't do it because they, they even if they believe you, even if they know you're right, they're not going to have a job. Their editors will fire them because the editors – owners and the editors have the narrative and so these people you know they're they don't get paid that much number one number two they're they're slaves to their to their narrative of their editors and it's never going to change i think i think it's getting uncomfortable for them it really is because they is. there's only a, there's only a point so far you can gaslight before you're just starting to feel stupid but what's really funny is to me yeah. that to me and i'm sure to both of you as a c CEO Flynn of other enterprises and Mr. Altman is a CEO and tech CEO that imagine you had it to me that's I, I said the one of them it's not just Hugo it's the guy who's working with Sebastian Younger frankly he's the oh, guy yeah. making that movie I forget that guy's name oh. Nick something he uh he's the guy who test, he testified in J6 he was day one remember he was day one you and I met him he came down to film us yeah, he says he's been in war zones in Iraq and Afghanistan, but he's never seen hatred and violence like that that he saw that day in the crowd, ready to tear it down. Um, so, but now listen to this. The answer, he's one of the ones answering, along with some Guardian guy, 
saying, but he's at least given me a written answer, I'll publish, uh, saying that, well, this argument, well, just because these arcane vulnerabilities have been found, there's no proof that anyone used them in 2020. Even the DHS isn't saying anymore, most secure election in history. They're saying, we don't know anymore. We're not saying whether these have ever been used or not used. Completely have relaxed their position. To me, it's like somebody saying, "There's a imagine there's a dry dock and there's a submarine and someone goes along and we drill nine holes through the hull of the submarine. And then somebody comes along and says, hey, what are you doing? The submarine's gonna sink. And we say, oh no, 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 that's just a theory. That's unproven. You don't, you don't know that. It hasn't gone to sea. No one's proven that if this goes to sea, it's gonna sink, that it's gonna fill with water. It's like, wait a second, if you know the nature of water and air and how submarines go underneath, you know what's going to happen. Well, similarly, if you're in the tech world and you've ever dealt in this field, if there are nine vulnerabilities, and by the way, these are not arcane vulnerabilities. These are fundamental first grader kind of vulnerabilities that the, these are hilarious vulnerabilities. As Joe Altman says, you may, it makes you wonder if it's been designed that way. You know, it's so bad. Like, get this, a database with three levels lacking in referential integrity. I'm not sure, Joe, when's the last time you, I think for 25 years, databases have had referential integrity by like intrinsic design. So and, why, and, why do these things, they lack, you can have three sets of books being run and nobody will be the wiser. That's well, an odd to build into your election system well and, and it just proves and so so again when we look at the why and in, in technology you always look at the why you always look at the how do we create a an environment where we solve the why and we solved the we call it working the problem we work the problem down to the um to this fine detail because you want to make sure that the program itself is frictionless and it doesn't have any it, it, it's a it's above repute. You just you know that the system is going to work. You know that you don't have to monitor it. You know you know that you can rely on the input and output. And these systems right. are not designed that way. Exactly, it's intrinsic. Right. It's almost like they've been designed for dictators to just be able to keep themselves in power forever. Almost. Well, you got to look at the origins. You got to look at the origins of the system. You know, like. The origins of Apple were the in the garage of uh, Steve Jobs' house in uh, where was that Cupertino? Okay, where are the origins of of, of Smartmatics? Uh, Let's system. leave those such theories for other for the other smarter yeah. lawyers to get to someday. I'd like to ask Joe Oldman though. I'd like to ask him have a have you stayed up on the. Tina Peters events there in Colorado. Oh, yeah. yeah, I just talked to is Tina that Peters. Embarrassing? Yeah, what they're, what, they're, what they're doing to Tina is absolutely abhorrent. And the fact that they're, they want to do a machine count on her reelection because she did raise the money in order to do a, a count, they want to do hand counts. They want, they want to see every ballot. They want to be able to inspect every ballot. They want to make sure that we are actually having free and fair elections. And what we saw happen in Colorado in the primary just shows you that they're complicit. They're complicit on the Republican side and the Democrat side, and they're looking to select, not elect people in their in their offices. But the, the thing they're doing to Tina as far as following her around and saying, oh, we're going to issue another arrest warrant. Oh, we're going to issue another arrest warrant. We're going to revoke your bond. And to, to see such such vitriol. Not not a not a not a, a chase toward justice, but such vitriol against a gold star mom that has stood up 
unselfishly. There's no benefit to her personally to stand up and, and do the things that she's doing in order to protect the voice of the American people. It's do about making her, making her an example. It's about making her an example. That's yeah. what they're doing. Tina Peters has gone out of her way to stand up. She gets indicted and still runs for office, okay, and and and, and likely won in that primary. And and they they're trying to say we're going to bury you, Tina. We're going to we're going to uh, make you bankrupt. We're going to destroy you and your family. That's their that's their playbook. We we don't have a, a depart- the Department of Justice is systemically corrupt, and and it's not going to change unless. You know, unless we take power, there's only other way. But anyway, go ahead, Pat. Uh, tired of feeling like someone's always watching on the internet. Maybe advertisers know a little too much about you. IP Vanish is a solution for you. You can use IP Vanish on your your computer, tablets, phones. You can use it on multiple devices at the same time without sacrificing speed. Um, they're for you. And and here's the thing: it it, it blocks advertisers, hackers, um, your ISP third parties from getting access to information to you, uh, blocks people from getting access to your passwords. All the data is encrypted. And for our listeners, you can get 70% off their yearly plan for listeners with 30-day money-back guarantees, like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button. A disclaimer, if you are using things, True Social, you have to turn off the VPN. If you are using things like uh, vMix, uh, Chevy apps, or things like that. So there are some things that does need a dedicated IP um, and it recognizes that. So just keep that in mind. So go to ipvanish.com slash daily, use promo code daily, and save your 70% off. Where does one even begin on that case? In any just <laughs> world, there's already been. But, you know, it's wonderful. It showed that she needed 200 grand the other day on no notice. She goes on, I think it was Bannon or something. Anyway, she raises 250 grand like that. That shows the energy and the people where our hearts are that she can do that. And Americans need... I thank you. I thank you, Americans. Your generosity is noted. That that, that funded that and it gave to that. That's how we win. That's how they can't outplay us. And it does require sometimes people reaching in for five bucks or a hundred bucks or you know whatever they can whatever they can spare. But there are other people out there on the front lines. Uh, Tina Peters. What her work shows is jaw-dropping what the work shows of those of those images and uh the before and after show of course a complete smashdown which i think is if it's a ninety thousand votes i think that's ninety thousand federal felonies uh if i'm not mistaken that's how it used to work yeah um is i right about that joe yeah yes it is every every count is every uh um Crime is a, is a crime. Yeah, is a, is a crime. Every stolen vote is a crime. Right. And the before image alone, before you even do the comparison that shows the complete cover-up, the before image alone, it shows like 90,000 votes. There was some hooliganism. A new 26, illegal, 000. unknown yeah. about database was created. 26,000, 29,000 votes moved over. How many of those got Joe Oldman had? Tell me about that, that situation. Whatever. What do we? Jeff O'Donnell and Walter Doherty's work. Tell us about that. Tell well, about that. I, the the issue with it is that they had a separate database, so a database of basically ballots, and those databases were seen being switched between one database to the other. So they would they would be switching and replacing ballots. Now, in the first image, excuse me, in the first report and the second report, they didn't dig into the forensic. The third report was the forensics of what happened inside of the image, inside the machine. 
And that's when they discovered the, the lack of the logs. So all the logs were deleted. I'm talking the logs were either deleted manually or deleted by having them overwrite. In other words, they're set to, to roll over at 2 KBs. Well, 2 KBs would take about half a day in, in some cases. Would take an hour in other cases. They were set at such a low limit that two there was kilobytes, no they said? The yeah. security log file at two kilobytes? I, it was like two kilobytes. Maybe it was 20 kilobytes. But I know it was such a small threshold that within within hours or days, that log had overwritten itself. So there was, there was no way. in some cases, weren't, didn't they, I know in, like in, in Michigan, they at Antrim, no, in, in Maricopa, there was one place where 37,000 attempts occurred one afternoon. So they just have a script overwriting on purpose. That was, how, how big is the hard drive when they were allotted two kilobytes? Well, the, the hard drive was, I think, 40% full or 50% full. So it had plenty of room on the hard drive. So there's no and reason why you would delete those logs. I think it was, was I think it was 500 gigs or one terabyte. Okay. So yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a trillion piece of information. Yeah. And they're limiting to 2,000 the pieces of information right. they'll gather on. That's ridiculous. Well, and they, they went in and set it on the, the antivirus, too. So the logs on the antivirus were being overwritten. You had the logs that were inside the system being overwritten. You have the logs for the, the actual storage being overwritten. All the logs were overwritten or purposely or systematically deleted. And so you, you have these things happening. And we all know that if you write on a whiteboard, and I write a mark on the whiteboard, Erasing the logs means I can come behind it and wipe it, and you would never know that anyone came behind you. You know, was, I was, and, 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 sorry, that was, and that was, I mean, they were trying to do that, and I think they did it in multiple states too, right? Because it was a kind of what they call like a, a yearly cleanup or something like that. They were having this problem in Michigan as well, if I remember correctly. Yes. But yes. what happened in Colorado is Tina kind of caught them, right? Kind of said, hold on, why are you doing this? Well, and she asked questions first. So Tina wasn't, yeah. by the way, after the 2020 election, Tina was not sold on the fact that there was election fraud. I want, to, I want to remind you guys of this. It wasn't until the municipal election in 2021 that she said there's something wrong here. Because the person that, that by all accounts, the polls had said would win, lost. And, and do, the, I, recall, do I recall, Joe Altman, I've been meaning to check on this fact, that Tina ran for the first time in 2018 on some like, she's not some ideologue. She ran on something to do with like parking tickets. They weren't being yeah. connected, something weird like that. Well, she ran on she's the, the idea of simplifying, right? Simplifying the process and making it easier for people to actually interact with, with their government inside of, of, of Mesa County. Well, Simple stuff. Just, yeah. Citizen stuff, citizen stuff, good citizen stuff. Tina, Tina's a retired school teacher, if I think. Is that correct? I think so. I mean, I haven't. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know, actually. What I, a wonderful woman. I know she's woman. a gold she star mom. I've had the yeah. chance to interact with like five, five minutes twice. And she's just this wonderful woman, this wonderful, strong, centered, based, straightforward woman. Well, yeah, look, true. what we found in Mesa County is not any different than what we found in, in Arizona or what we found in Georgia or even in Wisconsin. And the gaslighting now is, 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 has went to a whole new level because they're, they're now saying, they're having judges say there's not, no evidence. Let me talk about Wisconsin. There's no evidence of election fraud in Michael Gableman uh, or uh, Robin Voss's uh, election investigation. And yet I sat with Michael Gableman and walked through all the evidence 
that was clear and concise from a man who was a Supreme Court Justice of Wisconsin. Yes. Clear and concise that said, here is the fraud. And a judge, without even reviewing any of that information, said there is no evidence of any election fraud inside of this investigation in Wisconsin. That was just today. Well, did Gableman include in his report the evidence that you presented him? Yeah, no, he per- he actually came up with this evidence. He came up with this it, is Pat. this he is Michael. G- that- yeah, go ahead, Joe. No, Michael Gableman came out. He literally said it inside of a, a hearing. He said the election should be decertified. There's no way that you can certify this election. And he goes, and this might not be popular. This is a Supreme Court justice of Wisconsin, the highest court in Wisconsin, and he said this yeah. election should not be certified. And he's not necessarily a big Trump guy either. Listen, At all. They can't, they can't pin that on, on him. He's a very traditional conservative Midwestern Republican. He His findings were, were actually, it, it took his own breath away when he talked about it. If you, if, you, if you saw his interview with Tucker Carlson, he was literally breathless in that interview. He couldn't believe that the, the stuff that he found. He couldn't believe they had a server set up in the Hilton across the street in downtown Green Bay, across the street from the voting center there, uh, and, and little things like you couldn't believe the stuff he found in the in the uh, nursing homes, the amount of ballot harvesting that was going on. Where, if for the first time in the history of the state of Wisconsin, a hundred percent of the people in the nursing homes voted during the during the election, and like ninety eight percent were for Joe Biden. I mean, this kind of stuff is the stuff he found and he was just flabbergasted i don't think he was expecting i think he kind of went into it thinking he was going to get this sort of vanilla report i think he was blown away blew him away and i you could see that in every interview that he did uh and again a guy that's not necessarily a big you know maga guy you know so they couldn't pin that on him well, I think it's stop. It's time we stop talking about MAGA guy and MAGA girl, or you know, and just talk about the ethics, the the, the basic moral line that you have to walk in order to want to the voice of the American people to be heard. Because otherwise, we're just a bunch of slaves. Can we also yeah, talk about the, the last the, thing we all agreed on? The last thing we all agreed on was the Constitution. Vicka, that's the. You know, we don't have to renegotiate everything. It's not like everything's really up in the air. We already made the deal already. And if this isn't the deal, someone should let us know. But if this is the deal, and you know, this is, includes if people want to change the deal, this has a whole mechanism. They build in a whole mechanism that we can change the deal. There's a whole process for figuring out if we all want to change, if we want to change the deal, if enough of us do. And that's what we all, that's the last deal I remember we're all agreeing to. And it's really important that they let us know if this is still the deal or not. Because in my view, that's the deal. But some people act like it's not the deal anymore. I sure would love clarification on that. Wouldn't you, fellas? Because it doesn't seem yes. to be the deal for some people. Well, and I, th- I think that, you know, in, and you talk about the deal, the deal being the Constitution. Like, we have, a, we have a set principle in this country that we abide by. And if you don't like it, I, I, I said this before. If you don't like the fact that the, that the punishment for treason is hanging or being put to death, then change the law. But that's the, that's the punishment, Right. True. And it's not that I advocate or advocate for, but but stealing elections is not a victimless crime. People have died as a result of stolen elections. People have have lost their livings, lost their homes, lost everything they have. I and mean, this recession that we're having, where the the average four hundred one k for most people is down forty percent, that's 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 real damage to the ability for someone to have life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. So this is not victimless crime. 
And but if no, they want to change not. it, then get the people on changing it, not steal elections in order to fabricate a voice that takes us towards the direction of communism or Marxism. Joe, I think you said something uh, really important earlier. This is not about Democrat, Republican, MAGA, MAG, whatever. Mm-hmm. This is not about that. You know, if the we have to all, you know, as people, as American citizens, we cannot have a, a system that is so broken at its core. And we're seeing it in the primaries. We're seeing in many states in the Republican primaries, and I'm not paying a lot of attention to Democrat primaries, but I am to Republican primaries. And we're seeing the machinations going on. We're seeing the fraud in daylight. We're seeing in Georgia. Brian Kemp getting 72% of the vote. I don't know a I don't know a Republican in the state of Georgia that I know that would even vote for Brian Kemp. So what's going on here is an ongoing mess. Now, what do we do about it? I guess is the question because everybody's out there, you know, we're sitting here complaining about it and of course we're working hard at trying to doing our very best to try and change things as quickly as we can, but man, we're up we're up against a, a, a heavy uh, uh, heavy resistance to try and change things but we can't stop because we stop with debt right Joe absolutely but let, let you guys are doing some great things you have tap and it's 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 in the face and fighting for election integrity among other things I mean, obviously we, we should probably talk about um, you know medical freedom and the fact that they're lying to us you know the the DMed database that they actually scrub the the fact that they're not releasing the the data that is happening all over the country and all over the world um, for unaccounted for deaths related to people who have been vaccinated I mean, there's some big problems happening in our country and it's as almost as if you know Patrick you said that they're punching holes in the side of a submarine and expecting it to, to you know be able to keep water out but I almost feel like they're doing that on purpose, create as much chaos and put as many holes in the boat as possible so you run around figuring those things out where they steal a nation. I almost feel like that's what they're doing. I, I do believe that's the case, but I'd like to respectfully back up a step, Mr. Right. Holman, if I may, and that stuff about hanging people because I'd like to do a little thought experiment. Now, every time I do a thought experiment, it gets me in trouble with the very literal-minded. You know me? <laughs> I'm a, I'm a philosopher by background, so let's conduct a little thought experiment. Let's imagine that the gods or God or whatever it is you believe in whispered in your ear right now, tonight, and said, I'll make a deal. I'll make a deal. We'll get all the election systems fixed and have integrity and we'll go forward and the, there'll be fair elections with integrity and the institutions will carry us out of this hole and go forward and we're going to let everything slide you could have that deal or you can fight it out now the way we're fighting it out mr altman would you take that the the, the genie in the bottle whatever it is gives you that option would you take that deal or not a hundred percent um look i I believe in forgiveness i believe in uh, i believe in redemption i think that i think that we have a lot of people that are misguided by technology and by media that has been weaponized against them and you know i was having this conversation with a young person uh earlier my, my niece and my sister are in town and my niece's friends here in town and she wanted to have a conversation because she has different opinions than i do and they and they told her like he uncle joe's got different opinions he's got different opinions and i was like well let's hear him and at the end of it i said listen we are not so different that we can't accept our differences because at the end of the day 
we all care about the same thing, that our voice is heard, that we, that even if we have a difference of opinion, we, we have the ability to speak it and not feel like we've been ridiculed or bullied as a result of it. It's or the under, it's our atomic concept. It's our atomic concept, consent of the governed through fair elections. If that's not the deal anymore, they need to say that, they, they, or they need to start acting that way but they're worried about where this leads. That's the atomic concept they cannot violate. And they've gotten off, anyway, uh, they've gotten off so far that can't, we're gonna take extraordinary steps to bring election integrity to like the citizens are gonna come in droves and they get trained, they are getting trained. There's wonderful election integrity groups. Joe is, old Flynn has been a huge part in overseeing spinning up Focused in nine states, but we're giving help in 50 states, making trying to make some things happen. We're going to bring election integrity with citizen observation and involvement. To defeat that, they're going to have to go really goon, and the entire citizenry is going to see it. They're not going to be able to fake it. They're going to try to pin it on me, I think. But uh, and I'll I'll let you know why someday. But <laughs> they're going to try to pin it on me. Well. Uh, you know, they, they wrote this article and I've, you know, I read this article in the guardian and I was, yeah. I'm not even going to give credit to the person that wrote it, but it says a conservative group called the America project boasts Donald Trump loyalist. I, yeah, I, I have a problem with this article. Go ahead and put up page one, if you would, Mr. Producer yeah. on a two. Who wrote it? Was this Hugo? Yeah. This is, no, this was this guy stone. This is good. Yeah. This is when they said Tim Meisberger was intimidating and all this kind of thing. It's amazing. But, but I don't think there's such thing as a Trump loyalist. I think that that would be a misnomer because if I found that Trump was un-American or he, he lacked any value or uh, fortitude or, or courage towards moral and ethical grounds, I would not stick by someone who wasn't. Now, I would love on him, but I would not stick by them. And push, the big lie pushers Roger Stone and Michael Flynn as key advisors have begun a self-style election integrity drive to, to train activists in election canvassing and poll watching, sparking fears from voting rights watchdogs about voter intimidation. Patrick Byrne, the multi-million dollar co-founder of America Project, has said he's donated $3 million. By the way, they don't even talk about the fact that you're a tech guy. I just I find that interesting, Patrick. But you know what's good point, but you know what's the funniest part about that at all? That guy, I, the guy who uses the big lie and false accusation, this and that, I, you know why I'm not quoting that article? Because I asked him before you, if, before you use, I gave him that little test. Uh, given what the government now says in DHS report June 3rd, and given this uh, report from Mesa County number three, Please agree. You don't have to agree that it that we're right about everything, but just agree that it's not baseless or a lie. Or if you think it is, just get, give me an explanation why you think it would be. Wouldn't 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 attempt that because he knows how stupid he looks. And yet there. So this is what this. I used to teach at the college level, and I'll close on this note and shut up. This is how college sophomores are. College sophomores are got are folks with big opinions. They've learned to pronounce and. And, but you say why, and they crumble. They have no real, they've just learned to sort of be non-player characters and just pronounce their opinions and declaim things and as if it's obvious. And they never really can back up their arguments very, very clearly. And that's what these lightweight journalists, they're intellectual lightweights. I'd be like, they'd be, I used to teach at the college level, let me tell you, other, and other than the football players, the, those who went into journalists were the 
were the dumbest other than the football players. And I say that as a college football player. Okay. So I was like, I was a football player. I was like, okay. <laughs> so they're just thick. They're just thick. They can't defend this, this point of view at all. They're shredding it, you know, acting like it's obviously true. They can't defend it at all. Empty suits. So the Genesis, Joe, the Genesis of that article is, is, um, based on a big a big operation that we have going right now which is called if you don't mind i'd like to talk about yeah it please do bit. yeah i want to hear about it's it it's called operation eagle wings um uh we learned about how to do this through our and you know him very well through our our good friend leon benjamin uh, bishop leon benjamin who introduced us to a group in virginia last year called virginians for america first made up of uh a couple of guys, one guy used to uh, be a Tea Party guy and a political activist, <clears throat> and um, him and a gentleman by the name of Tim Meisberger, who's quoted in that article, or actually not quoted, who they talk about in this article. Tim Meisberger, um, for 30 years of his life, worked for both NGOs and the U.S. government observing elections overseas. And... Uh, Lived in lived in Asia most of his career, uh, but observed in you know places like Indonesia, Cambodia, and he would go there and set this and as an American, set the standard for how the election should be run with integrity in broken third world countries. So these guys came to us and said, "Look, um, there's a lot of angst in Virginia right now. We we think we have a shot at maybe taking the House of Delegates, and we think we have a shot, even though we don't like Glenn Youngkin." If he's going to win the primary because he's got all the money, we think we have a shot at least, at least in not having Terry McAuliffe being the governor, and because Terry McAuliffe would have probably been way worse than Ralph Northam. So they came to us. They said we have a two-pronged effort, actually a three-pronged effort. One, we're going to train 4,500 people in the state of Virginia to be poll watchers and precinct volunteers, because in the state of Virginia, last uh, before they got involved, only 20% of the observers at the polls were, let's say, America first or uh, more conservative people, only 20%. Uh, by the time they were done, they, they changed that to 90%, particularly in the precincts that they managed. Second thing that they did was they said, look, we, we're going to target, because the Republican Party is a disaster. We can't rely on them. We're going we're gonna to target low propensity conservative voters, particularly in an off-year election, because the vote turnout's typically very low, and we're going to go after that. So they knocked down close to 80,000 doors in a three-, four-month period. And then thirdly, we're going to focus on the disenfranchisement and the, uh, you know, the, the moving away of particularly African-American communities in Virginia, but to, a, to, a, to another extent, uh, Hispanic communities, which is a growing community in Virginia. We're going to focus on them and get as much get as many of them to vote our way towards America first policies as possible. And they came to us and said, you know, we need funding. So we, we, we gave them $250,000. They they stayed in touch with us and they were able to turn the House of Delegates uh, uh, red for the first time in 20 years. Virginia was going blue. Virginia was lost forever because you have two strongholds in Fairfax County and Richmond. And they said, you know, we're, we're uh, and so they did that, and they put in a, a, a conservative administration. Not perfect. I'll say that. Len Yonkin's not perfect. But he's a hell of a lot better than Terry McAuliffe. And I think the other thing is that he's, he's uh, 
he's listening to his constituency and he has a really strong House of Representatives. So we were taking that same concept. Originally, we thought we would just do it in the swing states, but because, you know, because of popular demand, we decided to do it in the swing states and we added Virginia, sorry, we added uh, uh, Florida and Texas. We have a total of nine states that will have the same playbook going. And it's not the America Project going in and saying, we're the big guys, we know everything. No, it's the America Project going in, using Tim Meisberger's methodology, the guy I mentioned to you, who had those 30 years in uh, you know in election uh, frauds. And by the way, he said our election in, in the United States in 2020 was worse than anything he saw in Cambodia. Just to give you an idea of the of the standard that we're at. Uh, because he, he, he considers this country a one-party system because the 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 officials in our government are all are all leftists so we've got that battle to deal with anyway the point is we're doing this in nine states it's an enormous enormous effort um, and uh, it, and it's just a huge amount of work and we've got a great team doing it we probably have we're, we're working with a lot of the coalition groups in each one of these states uh, working with some great people it's all under, like, so for example, it's Pennsylvanians for America first, Michiganders for America first. We're not, it's sort of powered by TAP. And we're a little bit subtle about our involvement in it because, it, you know, we just want it to be about what's going on locally in those states. A lot of people will say in your audience, well, why do you care? The elections are all fraudulent. I, we agree. And we're not letting our foot off the gas as it relates to 2020. We are funding, we, we just, uh, decided to fund all of Garland Favrito's voter um, GA. He's got six lawsuits in the uh, against 2020 in this in Georgia right now. We, we're funding Gar Garland to get him over the finish line with that. We've got a lot of things going on in our own lawsuits that we're going to be filing towards 2020. But we're looking at 2022 knowing that we have to get not just the House and the Senate back in the at the federal level. We've got to get the state houses and Senate, just like we did in Virginia, because we don't want to run into the same problem we ran into in 2020, where we had all these feckless rhinos who backed away from, you know, from really questioning and decertifying those elections. Are we going to be successful? We don't know, but I can tell you right now, we're going to die trying. We're going to die trying, and um, you know, that's a big part of our effort, amongst other things. But I think it's important for your your audience to know that this is, you know, we got to be looking in the front, in the in the in the in the uh, through the, through the window, the, through the windshield, as well as looking at the uh, the rearview mirror. And that's what we're trying to do with the American Project. Well, I got to tell you, if you have a campaign, you know, I met one of your, um, I met one of your guys that you sent from Virginia up to, um, man, I think and yeah, just outside of Chicago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Super yeah, good we have, guy. We have, yeah. Oh, Charles, yeah. Yeah. Josh Pratt. Yeah, Josh Pratt. Yeah. 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 Josh Josh was sort of the mastermind behind the – well, I shouldn't say the man. He was the boots on the ground in the Virginia effort. He's from Virginia. And a, and a, a donor came to us uh, and said, hey, look, we, wanted, we, we, were, we weren't thinking about Illinois because we figured Illinois is kind of lost <coughs> because of Cook County. But he said, no, there's an opportunity up here. We said, you know what? He said, I'll, I'll fund it. So he funded it, this particular donor. And so we're doing it in, in, in Illinois, which is interesting because it's a pretty deep blue state. So the results at the end are going to be interesting from our efforts up there. And I think it's a good look. If we had the money, we'd do it in every state, Joe. 
it, it, it you know we'd love to, to 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 bring the country back to sanity and you know i'm from new england myself personally so is patrick new england rhode island i grew up it's lost we had you know we had republican governors we had conservative pro-life democrat yeah. governors in the past you know but those but those days are over you i go home to new england now and it's unrecognizable. I can't even believe it. And again, it's not because we want hardcore conservative. Or we want to have people who care about the United States and care about freedom, about individual liberty. That is really the thrust of what we're doing. Well, um, if you have a playbook and we can push it in Colorado, we certainly will. We also have other states that, you know, we're, we, we have people down in Texas. We have... Um, yeah, we've got stuff text. right there. We have uh, um, people in Michigan. Obviously, I think you're in Michigan, but we, yeah, I mean, we, we we have activated uh, thousands of people, thousands of people in many many states. So if we can help with that on the on and help, you know, promote and push yeah, what take, Tap is doing, I'm going to take advantage of that. I'll send you some stuff, Joe. I'll take advantage of that because right now is like we're right now is 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 do or die. The the the, the primaries are going to be over. And we're, it's a race. We're about 100. I think we're 102 days to the election. Uh, literally, we're probably less than 50 days to election season. We no longer have election day. We have election season now. And the election season is opening because <clears throat> some <clears throat> somebody decided or, or these idiots decided to have 20 days to allow people to vote, which is insane and, and leads to massive corruption and manipulation uh, of not only the votes themselves, but the voter sentiment, you know, so, and polling and exit polling, it's just our system, as Tim Meisberger well said, our system is far worse than Cambodia and Bangladesh. And we tout ourselves as, you know, this great, sophisticated country. We're, 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 we're clearly heading towards third world craziness here. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and the, the I think that, you know, I was talking to the guys over at uh, Truth and Liberty Coalition and a couple other organizations that we're connected to, and we all decided, we, we made a, a, a pact amongst the seven or eight different organizations that were there that it, it's time to, it doesn't matter who wants to do the credit? No credit should be given. The, the people that ran onto the beaches of Normandy to save our to save our nation right. and, and to fight for freedom, they didn't say who fired the last shot. Who's the one that got them to right. put up the white flag? They said, "Well done." And the men and women that were that were lost, or excuse me, the men that were lost. There was no women on the beach. The men that were lost there, they honored them afterwards. They honored the fallen, and we should honor those that do the hard work collectively and ignore what the left says about you know grift this and and notoriety that and all the stuff that they say. Because at the end of the day, we will be the ones to say when that white flag goes up, and they will put it up. They are going to put up that white flag. We'll be the ones to say that we can look at each other and say, "Well done, well done." I totally agree with you, and our approach is exactly that. We're not, we're not in this. To, we're not in this for any kind of glory. We're in this to, to save that flag behind us and everything it represents, everything we grew up knowing it represents. Uh, that's what we're here to do. And and kind of funny, Joe. Joe, Joe uh, isn't even even that thought kind of funny to you? Even the, the thought of being in this for glory. You no, know, I know you. The thought of glory is not. Point zero zero one percent of what is basically glory, glory is going on a surf trip to Hawaii. I, I mean, believe me, I don't want to do this. I really would rather be starting another <laughs> business. I love starting. You know, I don't want to do that or, or, or getting a hole in one or something. That's glory. This is like this is like backbreaking. You know, it's just it's 
nonstop. And I can't believe that we're at this point. At our, you, know, you guys are. We can do this with, and I hate to, to be to put in a little pitch. And I know that you have your own needs, Joe. And I, I there's no reason people shouldn't all be slipping you a fiver who's listening to this. But it's the power of the crowd. We we had the resources to build the F-22. We need the public to power it. We have something killer in the America Project. You know, Joe, many of the plays were involved. You know, maybe don't know about some. We're involved in so much of this resistance that in, for liberation, for freedom, for the Constitution. But if any one of your listeners can go to the America Project and Joe Flynn and Mike Flynn, if you don't want to believe me, this... Well, it's former the, national the, the America year, Project. One thing that go to the America Project, go to the America. Just sign up for five bucks a month. If a few thousand of you sign up for five bucks a month, that makes a difference. Believe me, just help us out. And your money, we are Joe Flynn, and we we're doing it. You can't believe the things we do with fifteen thousand dollars. We get tell them Joe about one of our ghost dances. Yeah, so what, what we have this other thing, which is quiet, and, and uh, Patrick, are you going, you're going to do one this weekend in, in Arizona, but we, we um, have funded a series of events around the country um, that, bring, that are really forums for elected officials and the public to get together to talk about election integrity. And they're, they're called different things in different states. One of them, and, and our good friend Tim Marshawn in, uh, in Nevada, you know him, Joe, uh, one of them led to uh, the, and it was Tim's efforts, but sort of that ghost dance was the genesis of it, was really just a meeting uh, of citizens and, and politicians, and, and they were able to get rid of the machines in Nye County in, uh, in Nevada, okay? Just because that meeting took place, so much uh, visibility came on the corruption of the machines that the county commissions decided to get rid of the machines. So those are the kind of little things that, that can happen if citizens get involved. And our job is to be behind the scenes kind of activating the citizens and doing that. So, yeah. What are they going to do? The bad guys The bad guys control the newspapers. They control all the instruments of power and authority. But even the bad guys can't have anything to say about a bunch of state senators or state representatives showing up to a Holiday Inn or a Best Western and there's a rented conference room and there's some, you know, <laughs> cheese dip and a few things like that. And what do you know, 300 citizens show up and they want to talk about something that's on their mind, their experience of election integrity or lack thereof in recent elections. And when the senator, when the state legislature scores hear this, they really become red pill. They understand how angry and upset and concerned Americans are. And they got on board and these little things which no one can stop. What are they going to do? Say it's illegal for us to help state senators meet with state citizens? That would be an odd thing for them to uh, do something about. Well, we we just a few thousand bucks even help in some places help that happen. And man, you can't believe how when when Senate when citizens get a chance, they let their they let their elected officials know really quite how uh, concerned they are about the meaningfulness of their votes. Well, and and I got to tell you, it. Uh, I just told the they just put up the America Project. So America Project, or you can go to theamericaproject.com. You go to no, you can't go to the, the America Project. Goes to America Project too. They both do. They go to the same place. Yeah, it should. 
it's so I just not, wanna, let me know. I want to clarify that. So you go to America Project, you can sign up for $5 a month, you can support them. I know that people are, are on somewhat limited budgets, but we have to do some sort of consolidation where we, we pool our efforts and start really concentrating the laser on our targets. And I think that's the important thing that's been done and that it continues to be done. So however we can actually help in those efforts, we will. However we can actually di direct those efforts, we will. And to, just to answer some of the questions that come across, you, you have to, and I want to I put this out there, you have to put aside the dissenters and ask them what they're doing. When somebody That's comes right. out and says, I, I always say, and, and somebody said something like uh, th that was derogatory, and I said, uh, what are you doing? I'll wait here. Right. Like, show me what you're doing. Yeah. Because until yeah. you show me what you're doing, assume you show me the sacrifices that you're making, please do not. They sure have a lot of opinions, Mr. Altman, don't it's, they? It's, no, they don't have a lot of opinions. Especially people who are online anonymous. There's so many yeah. anonymous online people on our side that have an opinion, you know, negative opinion about this person or that person. Yeah. I, I don't really give a crap, to be honest with you, about what they say. Uh, we're going to continue to do what we do, and, and, and we're happy that people join us. Uh, we, we hope it benefits. We think it benefits a lot of people. I want to talk about one other important thing, Joe, uh, that's yeah. outside of election integrity. Actually, two other things, if I can, because I'm going to have to sign off here pretty soon. Yeah. One thing that we're going to hear very, you're going to hear very shortly about, <clears throat> we, uh, <clears throat> when all this medical tyranny came about, we, uh, we supported a group of firefighters who were forced to be, you know, to leave their jobs because of vaccination and things like that. They were in Florida, but slowly we gave them some money because they were getting, there was a sort of brotherhood of firefighters around the country where they're, that were fighting the vax mandates that uh, were getting together from Florida, Washington, D.C., Los Angeles, New York City. All these different firefighter groups gave them some support, gave them some effort. They came to us. One of them happened to be the head of the, the union in Palm Beach County. He came to us and he said, listen, I think based on what just happened with these vax mandates and the fact that the, the firefighters, police officers and nurses are sick and tired of paying their union dues and getting nothing but money given to the Democratic Party, which then goes and screws them out of their jobs. They said, we can create an alternative union. We can create an alternative alliance of frontline workers. And very shortly, we're going to be announcing the Alliance of Frontline Workers, which is I, which they believe we've helped them stand it up. We've given them the funding, given them the back office support. They're going to be a million-member organization within about a six-month period of time. Very likely, they could bring down the entire structure of the police and firefighters and nursing unions around this country. Mark my words on that. Um, we're, we're, we're close to you know, getting it out there, but this was a, this was a big effort that our team uh, uh, worked on with these wonderful frontline workers, people, EMT people, police officers, firefighters who are getting screwed by the unions that are supposed to be representing them. So that's another big effort we had. And the third effort that we've got is, is in the Can board. I comment? At, can I foot, footnote that one, Joe? Yeah. You know, all, all over the world, medical tyranny is, of course, the gateway tyranny. Just like they used to tell us marijuana is the gateway drug to all these other drugs. That just, well, the gateway tyranny to get us to accept tyranny was medical tyranny. That's the big part of the psyop. Uh, they, they've... It, 
they, they, in order to get it accepted in state and local governments and the, their equivalents around the world, they really went after the police and fire and ambulance first responder guys. Why? Because they knew if they got those folks to bend a knee and accept the jab, the folks who work in the county cafeteria making lunch aren't going to stand up for themselves. So all over the world, we saw the same thing was reported to us, that firefighters, there's a real effort, police and firefighters, they were made, they were, they were made really dependent into that job first and foremost. And they and their unions did not stand up for them at all. Their unions got paid off, who the hell knows? The unions didn't stand up for their members at all. There's 23 million people in America who fit, who are members of unions of police, fire, or medical nurses and other things and ambulance and so call that front line. There's 23 million of them and Joe's, Joe has said it, so I will reiterate our estimate. Well, we've actually already heard or the people who are setting up this union that we have, that this new association that we have we've been supportive of, I believe have already heard from representatives of about a million people, about a million workers of the 23 and they're gonna join really quickly. Awesome. And then you start having clout in Washington where you got a million, you represent a million people in your organization. That starts having real clout. It does. It, it, and, and that brings political power, as you know, Joe. It does. That kind of stuff brings political 100%. power. 100%. Look, at the end of the day, none of us are fighting for this because we, we support one party over the other. I think we're smart enough to figure out that both the Republicans and the Democrats have left the people behind long ago. Right. 100%. And, you know, Pat, Patrick, you're a, you're a libertarian. And, you know, we, we, we've talked about the small L libertarian, small L. not a party, small L, just philosophically. But, but my, but my point is, is that we, we all have, you know, being, being, uh, having ideology is very complicated. You can't really put everyone on the same spectrum and say, okay, we'll put Republicans over here, Democrats over here, but we sure can put traitors and people that would betray the people on one side and put other Americans right. on the other and, and put the delineation very just smack dab in the middle of, do you want fair and transparent, transparent being the optimal word. And if you do that, and you stand up for transparency in every part of government, including what they do with vaccines and what they do with uh, open borders and what they do with the school system and how they teach our kids. I think that's really simplifies everything, gets us back to a place of, of, of base ideals so that we can all work by. We don't have to always- Sunlight is the best disinfected, said Justice Brandeis. Sunlight yep. is the best disinfected. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to give one more, if you, if you will, 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 will permit me, I'm going to give one more plug to another initiative that we have, yeah. uh, which is, is a uh, partnership with Tom Homan, the former director of ICE. We've been watching, and I, I know a lot of your viewers are watching what's going on at our southern border with grave, with grave alarm. Uh, we were introduced to Tom. He liked what the America Project was doing. And we, we came up with an idea that we want to create a series of events around the country bringing light to the national security threat. Not, there's, there's, there's lots of different issues going on at the border. Most important one is that it's a national security threat uh, at the border. We've got terrorists, we've got drugs, we've got child sex trafficking, we've got uh, really uh, Chinese infiltration coming across that border. And every, every state is now a border state. <laughs> We're gonna do a series of events starting in Texas on August the 27th called Border 911 with Tom Homan. Uh, there'll be one day events 
And it's going to not only just you know bring experts to talk about this and panels, but we're going to have an action plan for people. And then we're going to take that series to non-border states because those, you know, this is now an issue in local communities. I have a good friend who lives in Tennessee, called me today, told me that, you know, one of his friends locally there, 32-year-old beautiful daughter died of a fentanyl overdose yesterday. This, this, this is happening all over the country. So we want to bring it to light. We want to pound the table up with it. We're going to, we're going to have speakers. We'd love you at some point, Joe, to join us. Maybe we'll bring it out to Colorado and you can host us out there. But this is just something we're going to be relentlessly talking about. Well, I got to tell you, that's that's an amazing thing that has touched every single person. Just so you know, in twenty in twenty twenty one, there was twenty seven thousand kids that were killed by fentanyl overdose. It is we we all know at least one person that Absolutely. that is connected to us that died of a fentanyl overdose, and the fact that they are so uh, belligerent about what's happening at the border and and it, it is it is it is disgusting, and we we it's have to get to the bottom. Of it. It's willful. They're doing it on purpose. They're yeah. doing it to destroy the country. So we're not going to let them, or at least we're going to do our very best to bring education because our biggest asset is the people. Our biggest are the people listening to this show. And if you can help us and you want to join us and you want to, you know, uh, get get active, this is what needs to be done. So All I'm right, going to so- have to so before Joe. before you sign off, I need a last comment from both of you, and I want each of you to answer this. And that is, I have read this book called The Lesser Magistrates, The Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates. Um, I have heard uh, General Flynn talk about the Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates. I, Joe, you and I talked about this. I came yeah. up with this crazy idea where we could we could step in the gap and be the, the in a place of interposition between the those that would do harm and those that were trying to protect people in our community. And uh, Joe, I'll start with you, and then we'll let you go. Uh, actually. No, I'm not going to let you go. You're going to have to wait for a couple minutes because I told, I told Mr. Producer, and I told the team that I was going to pray for both of you and pray for TAP. So I'm going to ask you those questions, and I'll close it in prayer, and then I'll let you guys run off. But what are your thoughts on the doctrine? I'm very, of familiar, I'm very familiar with the book. I think it's a great book, and I think it outlines the fact that not only are sheriffs, not only are sheriffs in a, in a constitutional republic like the United States, sheriffs have enormous power at the local level, uh, which is the lesser magistrate, right? Uh, and and they are the last defense to um, to to this to the long-term survival of our communities, but the people are as well. So I think if it gets to the point here where we have to rely on sheriffs and the local people to enforce the Constitution, and I hope to God it doesn't get there, but it may, then that's something we have to think about. And um, you know I'm very familiar with it, and I and I think it's. It's a reality, and and in in the system we have in the United States, it's not only a reality; it's a legal reality. So, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day about <coughs> citizen um, citizen uh, grand juries. The, that was a thing that was very common in the past, particularly out west. You know, that that could be something that could be reignited in the country where citizens create their own grand juries right. and, um, and 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 subpoena criminals and things like that. So. Yes, I'm familiar with it, and I like it. Pat, I'll let you answer. I'm a four-yard in the cloud of of dust kind of guy. There's a great Ohio football coach, Woody Hayes. Remember Woody Hayes? Oh, yeah. Every play, four yards in a cloud of dust. Finally, one reporter asked him. It was the most winning football coach in history. They asked him, Woody, why don't you ever throw the ball? He said, 
when you throw the ball, there's three things that can happen, and two of them are bad. So he was. So I tend to be a very methodical. I'm just about getting this election cleaned up, election 2022. I would like to bury a false dichotomy that, you know, Mr. Altman, some mutual old friends of ours were a little confused about. They act like there's this difference between, no, we, you know, the people who want to worry about election 2022 and the people who want to fix 2021st. It's a false dichotomy because those of us who want to fix, make sure November 2022 works, Step number one of that is figuring out what the heck happened on November 3rd, 2020. Learning all of that lets us unscramble. The thing we have to do is make sure we have a clean election in 15 weeks or else we are stumped as a country. Now, we can also take all those learnings and give them to Donald Trump, Jay Trump, and he's going to fight out in the courts all he wants. And that's great. And if there are other solutions like the doctrine, I know Jason Hoyt. Is, is Jason Hoyt the author of that book? Uh, Matthew Truella. Matthew oh, Truella. But well, Jason's Jay- a big follower of it. Jason's a, a big follower of it. But yeah, guy. Jason wrote an, a white paper on it and how you can implement the doctrine of lesser yeah. magistrates uh, into the people, where the people actually are the ones that stand up. That's right. Yeah, well, I think that, I think that even the court system is starting to, has started to stand up rather shockingly well on the Air Force mandate this week yeah was big uh, they're starting to stand up and wrap knuckles maybe maybe we can count i mean great so i consider that a nice that's a doug flutie bomb christmas 1985 super bowl <laughs> kind of play god bless you <laughs> but i think i'm working i'm working on our four yards in a cloud of dust and just marching down the field but well, god I bless th- you if we get that off I, I think that that's the that's the right philosophy and you have to you have to keep your eyes downfield because the second you turn around behind you and look at the people throwing daggers at you, you lose your focus. And I think it's super important that we don't lose our focus. We don't lose our determination, our grit, our, our discipline. You know, this is all about discipline. It doesn't matter what people say about you. At the end of the day, I'm going to walk all the way towards the light. When we get to the light, then we can decide. Then we can decide what, what work was done. But I'm going to get to stay on mission and stay disciplined on mission and work the problem. And I think that four, four yards in, a, in a, a cloud of dust really does that. It really epitomizes just the grit and determination of doing the right thing. You know what their, you know what their strategy is right now, Mr. Altman? You know what their one strategy remaining? It's violence. It's yeah. violence. Our one strategy has to be peace. Peace and turn the other cheek and go to work on November 8th and in the weeks leading up to November 8th, be deeply involved in your election process wherever you live. Yeah, I don't want to hear about carrying guns, this and that. You got to, everyone has a perfectly legal, peaceful way. You turn the other cheek. If they start teaching, I've heard about in Pennsylvania, they're telling boys to come in dressed in dresses and stuff. They're going full. They're trying to provoke you. Don't be provoked. Turn the other cheek. Pull your kid out of school. Do whatever you have to do for six months. This is a revolution coming, but we're going to get through it. Uh, but we're going to show that we are the unique country because we are going to shrug this off like a bad dream, and we're going to do it without having one shot fired if we play this right. Yeah, they they, they they have absolutely said that 30% of the country believes that we have to go to violence in order to solve it. And I think that's they just a prov- to. provocation to say that the people are justified in that behavior. So we've had to talk about that several times and that violence is never going to be the answer. Um, violence only begins violence. Yeah. They win. Yeah. If it gets violent, the people who really want to destroy, don't think of our enemy as 
the D, the, D, the Democrats or something, aren't the enemies overseas watching all this? And they're at yes. the point in an arc of destruction where there's been polarization, there's been tribalization, there's been demonization, and the fourth and final stage is the genocide. This is how it all happens. We're right at this stage. If violence starts, they win. It doesn't matter who starts it or who struck John or why or any of that stuff. If the violence starts, they win. Good yeah. point, Pat. All right, so I'm going to close you guys out because we're out of time, but I'm going to close you in prayer. So, um, you know, I'm going to pray for you both. I'm going to pray for General Flynn. I'm going to pray for pray for wisdom. I'm going to pray for protection. So, um, if it's okay with you, with you two, of course. Go ahead. Patrick and I are going to do the cavalry. <laughs> Father God, I thank you for these men. I thank you for TAP. I thank you for the work that they're doing, for the determination that they've shown for the example, regardless of the hits that they take. I, Father, I just thank you for their sheer commitment, their commitment to the American people, their commitment to each other, their commitment for forgiveness and for uh, building bridges and for stepping past any conflict which may have occurred. I just, I thank you, Father, for that. Father, I ask you to put a special blessing over TAP and to put a special blessing over Joe Flynn, Mike Flynn, Patrick Byrne, and so many others that work inside of TAP to get to a place of, of realization, to get to a place of accountability. Father, I ask you to guard their hearts and their minds, to guard them from the evil that might try to do harm to them. Father, I would, I would ask you to give them strength, give them the courage to get through this, the stamina to see past any obstacles that may be put in front of them. Father, I ask you to give them the wisdom, the wisdom to stand up when necessary, to lead when necessary, to submit when not necessary, and to, to give up to others the plans that will help us get to a place on your path, Father, that restores our nation. Father, I ask you to, to help them to be able to gather people, the resources, and I ask you, Father, to, to bless them in their lives, that their children, their families, those around them, their friends, those that, would, that, that are, could be put in harm's way, that they would be fully protected as well, Father. Father, I ask you to, to put a special blessing on our listeners. I ask you to, to guard their hearts. Lead them down a path where, where they can understand that we must unite together. We must set aside our differences and unite together and do your work, Father. I ask all of these things, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 From your lips to God's ears, Joseph. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Beautiful Thank prayer. you, gentlemen. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. You, okay? Great to see you. We'll Take care. We'll talk in. again. All right. God Take bless. Care. See you tomorrow, Patrick. Joe, Joe Flynn and Patrick Byrne joining us today. I want to I tell you guys something because people have been saying this in the comments. And somebody said something that I don't, that I can't agree with. Look, I'm a warrior. If you don't think I'm a warrior, I will tell you the same thing I told this clown, Josh, that you know, decided that they got this little campaign going against Joe Oatman. Ah, he's a cult leader. Ah. And then I started examining their lives. I started examining their lives. I wanted to see what kind of person or what kind of people these were. And they all stood together. And I came to the conclusion really simply that I didn't have to do that. God's going to do that. God is going to be the one that ultimately drudges the heart of every man. 
Our job is not to create division. Our, you know, it says that Jesus came to divide. There are people that bring that up in the, in the scripture that Jesus is going to you know, separate the wheat from the chaff. Jesus also walked with imperfect men. Jesus also talked about forgiveness and the, and the idea that you have to accept people where they are, not where you want them to be, and to be on the same straight path, to, to have your eyes forward. Jesus said that. And you can't take one scripture and forget everything else that's in the Bible. You can't take one piece and say that the rest is irrelevant. You can't do it. And so I'm going to tell you that there are times when I'm wrong. There's times that me being a warrior leads me down a path where I just want to throw someone on their neck. I do. I, I lose my temper sometimes too. I lose my temper more when I see the harm that's done in our community. But we have an obligation to stand together. We have an obligation. Those are things that if we walk that path and we obligate ourselves and we do those things, your, your blood pressure will come down because you're walking with people of faith. And you're walking with people who have an interest in an outcome that is one of restoration in our communities. And so that's what I see. And that's what I will continue to push towards. And so I'll support Joe Flynn. I'll support Patrick Byrne. And I'll support Clay Clark. And some people that you won't, maybe. And I, I'm going to tell you, it, if, if you draw the line in the sand on the same line that we're standing on, it might be the person that you least expect that ends up being the one to save your life in times of strife or suffering. Look at the muzzles. Duty side first. Which, which way is it facing? And if it's facing towards our enemy, those that would do harm, the evil of our society, you have an obligation to stand shoulder to shoulder with them. You have an obligation to set aside your personal differences. And you have an obligation to hunt out and root out the evil that would take our children because that's what they're coming for. They're not coming for you. They're not coming for me. They're coming for the next generation. That's why they're weakening that generation. And it's our job to strengthen them and to show them what unity looks like. So I will see you tomorrow morning. Thank you very much. Share this. Become an ambassador of truth. Stand in the gap. Do the things that are necessary. Avoid and, and push off all those people that would do harm and lie about you. And have courage. Courage is more infectious than fear. Have that. God bless you all. I'll see you tomorrow. If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, 
you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the daily fax blasts, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.